Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. Today is the conclusion of the message that I began a day or two ago. This is a prophecy that is three and a half years old from June the 20th, 2019, and it's called Cornucopia, but this part is separate. The first two parts that were covered were looking at God showing a behind the scenes look at how fivefold ministers, this is apostles and prophets and teachers and evangelists and pastors, how they actually live behind the scenes, the amount of wealth, influence, and money that God naturally would grant these people by reason of raising them up, but then how that power behind the scenes has become gluttonous, it has become decadent, it has become severely abusive, and as this particular portion of the, of the prophecy will show, it has become laced with sexual immorality. So um, just the fact that this prophecy is three and a half years, it goes to show the length of time that God gives people grace. June 20th, 2019, up to now, is a very long time. And also, if we look at the multiple prophecies that I brought a few months ago against false prophets, you can really see how merciful God is and how long he bears with his people. Those false prophecy posts, God started giving me those things in, in 2014. So it was in 2014 that God started naming people like Benny Hinn, Joyce Meyer, T.D. Jakes, Creflo Dollar, and other people like that, and saying that he was going to observe them over a 10-year period because they had already began to walk in unfaithful stewardship. And if they had not cleaned up their act in 10 years, he was going to judge them and it was going to be the harsh judgment of death. The Lord was speaking about Benny Hinn this morning, speaking about Creflo Dollar, speaking about Joyce Meyer and saying that he is extremely angry with these people and he is certainly going to judge them with the judgment of death. Those things have already been covered. So here we are looking at things that when the Lord showed them to me, I must say, I was quite taken aback. Cornucopia profanity, June 20th, 2019. For the Lord is great and certainly worthy of praise. He is more awesome than all the gods. Psalm 96 and verse 4. And so to be profane in God's sight means that you have fallen away from everything holy. Profanity itself, as we know, the word profanity is just to use filthy language, uncouth language, dirty language. Profanity is something that defiles and is defiling in itself. So when you listen to profanity, when you look at profane images in pornography and in the movies and things like that, it is defiling to your eyes. It is defiling to your vessel. However, when profanity is coming out of someone, it defiles that person and it defiles the one that it contacts. And so this is something that God hates because God has given us our bodies as our homes, as our vessels. It's the container for our souls and our spirits, but our bodies serve an even more important purpose. This body is the temple that the Holy Spirit longs to have communion with, that the Holy Spirit longs to indwell. The Lord Jesus said that he would come to the door and he would knock. And if any of us would hear the, the door and open the door, he would come in to where this house, this vessel, and he would dwell with us 
But when there is profanity among the leaders of the church, that profanity, as I've just described, transfers to the people. And pretty soon you will find that whenever a pastor is involved in fornication, involved in adultery, those spirits are not limited to him. This is something that I, that I really wish that people would understand as they listen to these videos and just as they go about their normal Christian lives. The sin you indulge in affects those around you, even if they don't know that you are in sin. It affects your partner when you're having adultery. You think that because you're sleeping with someone else and your partner doesn't know about it, the spirits and the demons involved in that sexual immorality, involved in the evil and the wicked act of betrayal, they are tearing at the fabric of that marriage, even if your wife doesn't know, even if your husband doesn't know, if you are a child on drugs, you are bringing in very strong demons that go along with the weed or the other things or the crystal meth or whatever it is that you are using. You may think that you are hiding an infraction, but in fact, you are putting all the people who are linked to you by blood in danger and you are putting yourself in danger. And this is why profanity is so defiling. It is defiling to the vessel that houses it. It is defiling to the vessel that it comes in contact with. And so when we defile ourselves and we are sexually immoral, we are telling God, I don't want you here. I don't actually want you in this vessel. I want to do certain things that don't involve your presence, that don't involve um, your influence. I want a life apart from you. And this is why the Bible says that out of all the sins, every other sin is committed outside the body, but sexually immoral sins are committed against this vessel directly. And we also sin directly against the Lord. And so this is the last part of the vision that I saw. I was in that majestic hall and I had said that I had seen thrones and two thirds of the thrones were in the first part of the vision empty. And then as time progressed, the Lord showed me the vision again on the second day. And this time the thrones were full and one third of the thrones were still empty as in they were for end times ministers that had not yet arisen to take their place. But now I can, I can share things that I alluded to. I was in this hall and people were sitting on these thrones and these people were doing seriously debauched things. I've already gone into those things in excruciating detail, both for myself and for the listener over the last three months in June, July, and August. Those were very difficult months because those prophecies concerning sodomy in the church, homosexuality in the church, um, pedophilia in the church, what the leaders are doing, what the members are doing, it was, well, it was just devastating to hear the Lord sharing his heart on those things. And I did my best to be as accurate with them as possible. But I saw fivefold leaders that the Holy Spirit had put in front of me, pastors, prophets, teachers, apostles, evangelists, and they were in different stages of nakedness and committing fornication, perversion, and adultery on these thrones that they were sitting in. And I mentioned that Joyce Meyer and Creflo Dollar were two that I saw. These are married ministers, and yet these are two ministers that I saw when other people were doing this stuff. Joyce Meyer and Creflo Dollar still had their clothes on. So I saw married ministers that were... Um, caught up with women and with men who were definitely not their spouses. And I saw people who were sitting on the thrones and they were all wearing these robes and some of the robes were just thrown open and people were just doing oral sex on them. So they had these acolytes that were kneeling and just performing acts on them and they were just leaning back and it really did look 
like these people who were doing this to the people who were seated, it looked like they were, excuse me, please. It looked like they were praying to them and it was just quite a negative sight to see. And God had put privacy dots on, on the faces of the people. So it's not as if the acts that they were committing were hidden from my eyes. There were dots on the faces of the ministers and dots on the faces of the people who were doing this. And sometimes it was men doing this to men. And sometimes it was women doing this to women. And sometimes it was a man with a woman or a woman with a man. And they were actually, some of them committing fornication on the throne, same sex fornication and opposite sex fornication. And they were doing this. Please understand that the throne represents this seat of leadership that God has given you. God has made you a prophet. God has made you an apostle, an evangelist. These are fivefold ministry offices that are dear to the Lord's heart. Why? Because they are the visible expression, human gifts given to the Lord's body to steward his people, to build them up in his truth for the edification of the saints which I already explained is to take the saints through rigorous crash dummy testing until they become strengthened. Why? Because the end of the life of every saint, unless you are taken out of here by an early death is to go through the testing required of the end times before the coming of the Lord. And so when you are defiling yourself directly on this seat, which you did not call yourself to this office, you were called, the Lord said to Jeremiah that before, um, before I called you, I knew you, I knew you in your mother's womb and I, and I ordained you a prophet to the nation. So this means that you do not even choose the calling that you have. You do not choose the gifts and the anointing that you have. They are divinely appointed to you. And when you are sitting in that seat, you are to treat it with the utmost reverence and respect because the way you handle yourself in ministry is a direct reflection of respect and honor that you are giving to God. So to be fornicating while you are seated on that throne, same sex fornication, no less. It is not a joke. And my heart, I really felt my heart turn to water and just drain as I was watching all this because the Lord was right by me. His presence was right by me observing this. And he said, these people are enriching themselves at the expense of my people. They are literally calling forth the wealth of the nations in my name, but they have not worked for it. Now, calling forth the wealth of the nations is definitely this stuff that um, TBN is famous for, just saying, oh no, the lines are open, the lines are open, call in right now, you know, and just pledge your seed and pledge your gift. This is what it means. And people from all over the world are given an opportunity to sow into what they think, what they thought is a pristine ministry, a clean ministry, only to find that it is not. It is a defiled altar. The things that those people do there, it is beyond the pale. It is a mixing of the profane, the arcane, arcane relating to witchcraft and other things of that nature. And so people have put their seed on the defiled altar because these ministers call forth the wealth of the nations in the name of God. And yet the Lord says they have not worked for this. They are baseless shepherds who reap where they have not sown. And they milk my people just as surely as a farmer takes milk from the udders of his cows. And then the Lord says, look, they are even using the women for natural and unnatural use. And then I saw something which at this time of prophecy, this was the kind of thing that God was not in the habit of really showing me. 
I saw a man who was wearing a church robe. It was a black church robe with the usual church trimming. So, you know, the, the black robe, and then it will have purple here and purple at the sleeve with a very big, you know, and then purple running down both sides. This man had called a member of his church to come to church very early. So this woman was in the church and I saw the clock and the clock was, let's just say a little bit before six. And he had told this woman to come because he wanted to work out last minute changes with her for the service that day. So it was a Sunday and this man called the woman to the altar and then he bent her over and he sodomized her. And this woman was crying as this man was doing this to her and he was doing it upon the place where the pulpit sits. And um, after he finished it, he walked away and God was showing me by the man's demeanor, by his face and what was in his heart, his sheer arrogance. He was doing this to this sister in the church just because he could. So I don't know what kind of power trip this man was doing on this woman. I don't know what kind of hold he had over her that she would have not uh, reported it or said anything, but she was weeping as this man did this to her. And then when he was finished, he was so dismissive. He just hung his robe back and walked away. And as I was seeing in these visions of this prophecy, all these ministers were depicted as naked under their robes. So the only clothing they had, these ones in fornication, because Joyce Meyer was wearing a suit, for instance, Creflo Dollar was wearing a suit. So they were fully clothed, but these ministers involved in sexual immorality, they were all wearing robes and none of them had any human covering underneath, which just goes to show that for many of these people, please listen, the sexual immorality that they are committing, the only reason you don't know about it is because God continues to cover them with the robe of his calling. The only reason it has not hit the press for many of them is because the cup of their judgment is not yet full and God has still the office the office that they are in still covers them. If you want a biblical example for that, think of how Saul was rejected by God and yet Saul ruled for many, many, many years chasing David around, persecuting him, still running Israel. Nobody knew except David and those serving David and Samuel because Samuel was the one who told Saul, the Lord has rejected you this day and he has torn the kingdom away from you and given it to one better than you. Nobody actually knew that God had cast Saul off. Saul was still walking around in the office and the mantle of a king, and yet he was not God's king. America, I hope you are listening. I hope you hear that there is precedent in the scripture for a person to be worshiped and loved by someone because of the office, and yet that person is defiled and rejected in the eyes of God. That person is not God's man. He is your man and you are fooled by the fact that he held an office at one time and so you think he is God's choice and yet God continues to say repeatedly to me and I will hammer the point home until you accept it that that person that you are lifting up like a God towards the heaven is not God's man he was never God's man it was simply the covering of an office that gave the appearance that he was God's but he was never the Lord's because the Lord does not choose defiled things to use to represent himself. God is pure, holy, blameless, and that is what he looks for in leaders. So a lot of these people's sins, it simply has not come out yet because the office has 
a type of spiritual covering in it. And as long as you sit in it, you can get away with a pile of junk and demonic activity until the day that God rips it forth. And that is when your total nakedness will be observed by the people who thought that you were faultless and blameless. So this man had brought this woman into the church early and he abused her. And by the time he finished, I looked and the clock said 7 a.m. And it was now three hours that that lady had to put herself together. And she was, it was one of those churches where they still put programs on the seats for the parishioners, the people who will come to church. And so she had that three hours until um, 10 a.m. to compose herself. And this man was in the habit of doing it to this woman. And God was showing me it's because they, he had power to do it. And then, um, the Lord said, they exchange the natural use of the woman for unnatural. They exchange also the natural use of females for what is abomination among themselves. I hate the ones who do this and I will not show them mercy if they do not repent. So exchanging the natural use of the woman is not sleeping with the woman in the place that God has provided her to receive seed and bring forth children. If that is the time for it, it is the practice of sodomy, anal sex. I already covered this and I'm not going to go into depth of it at all. It is a reprehensible practice and yet it is one of the fastest growing sexual practices in the Western world and everywhere else. I even wrote that during the things that God was showing me, doctors are beginning to complain about how many women in America are going to them for treatment because of what is called rectal tearing. Your daughters, your young daughters, God said that women in this country, the young and the older, the married and the single are indulging this practice because this practice is seen as cutting edge. This is now the new avant-garde sexual act. It's where you venture when you really want the man to know that you are risque and wild and up for anything. And so even married people are indulging the this and God said it's unnatural. And this is mentioned in the book of Romans chapter one. I think it is in verse 18. You really need to go and look at that. If you are caught in this thing, it is time to repent of it. Whether you are married or not, it is abomination before God and you will be judged for it if you continue. And then God also said that the men are done with using women and they are committing abomination among themselves. And then I saw two men who they were wearing church robes, but these robes were white, same robe with the big sleeves. And it had gold here and gold around the neck and two gold rods running down. And they were completely naked under their robes, kissing and touching one another and slipping their hands underneath the robe to touch one another privately under there. And they were giggling. And then God just removed me from that place. And then he said, next, they exchange the natural use. Natural use is adults in sexual, sexual um, activity. He said they leave that and they begin to do what is unnatural among children. And then I saw little children who were wearing choir robes in a very long line on a bench, a long line of children wearing choir robes and all of the children were crying. And the Lord didn't say anything more about this, but when it's time for me to go into the child prophecies, and I've also covered quite extensively how children are being raped and molested this year. in I think it was May, 2022, um, the Southern Baptist Convention was forced to bring out a long list of no less than 700 known offenders that they had been covering over the past 15 years. 
700 pastors in documented cases of either raping or sexually molesting female adults, male adults, and a preponderance, meaning a large number of children in their churches. And instead of taking these things to the cops, the majority of them were dealt with by the church. And by dealt with, I mean going to sit at the victim's house, you, Deacon Brown and Sister Pemberton, and talk to the victim and say, you know the Bible says that it is an evil thing to take these matters to the unbelievers and we should adjudicate these things within the church in any way the church will crumble if the pastor is exposed and any way he's seriously remorseful and we hope you and your child can find it in your heart to forgive them. And this is how the church, like a donkey or a dog covering over its mess, kicks its back legs and covers all these reprehensible crimes instead of putting them into the hands of the authority so that the proper chain of events, the proper chain of authority can bring about some peace for these victims and justice for these pedophiles in the church that the majority of you out there, I am not talking to true Christians. I am talking to the false tares who think they are Christians, but love to support sin, sympathize with sin, pray for the pray for the deviants among us and reject the testimony of the witnesses, reject the testimony of the victims, silence the victims, shame the victims and tell them that they're trying to get a money grab. The church itself is reprehensible in many things. There's severe abuse of children, severe abuse of female and male members. But for the sake of ego and for the sake of perpetrating and propping up a rotting edifice, these pastors have been getting away with these things. And God says all of this is exchanging of the natural for the unnatural. God is acknowledging that even he has a natural order and his church seems to hate that order. The Lord says that they exchange when they should be praying and fasting and begin to do what is not natural opulence, greed, and fattening themselves. And I saw the word turning in the air again, cornucopia. These people perform sexual acts before me in my very presence. They do these things as if I cannot see or hear. I even hear how they muse in their heart before a thing is done, my child. God means that when you are sitting in church and the pastor is lusting over you and trying to come up with a fake Bible study that he wants to tell your mother to bring you for so he can start grooming you, God says that he sees the footsteps of these men and women who commit perversions in his face sometimes on his altar as if he can't see or hear. He says he sees the plottings of their heart before they do anything. He says some of them defile themselves by the altar, next to the altar, maybe in the choir stand or maybe wherever else. And he says some of them do it on the altar because they do not hallow me. They do not fear me. And their hearts are like the back of a turtle. I cannot reach them, and so I will remove them from my sight. I will cast them from my presence, some into obscurity, but some of them into a horrible pit. They have defiled me, 
Again, profanity. The one who commits profanity defiles themselves, but defiles others connected to themselves. And Jesus is saying, when you come into covenant with me, you are mine and I become yours. And the sins you commit defile me. They defile me, so I will reject them and I will make for myself new scribes. This is new servants, faithful scribes, who will hallow me? This is have the fear of the Lord and be respectful and hallow God. It means to set him apart from all others in your heart. They will hallow me and they will portray me the right way to the people. And so I saw that some ministers had already died because of fornication and sexual sins. And I saw one throne that was empty. This was a previously occupied throne that was now empty. And the name written above that throne was Zachary Timms. And as I looked at that throne, I could feel that there had once been vibrant life in it, but now the throne felt as if it had been strongly vacuumed. And the presence and the life of the man who had sat there was gone. And now the seat was still and empty. And I saw another throne in that room that was empty. Please understand that the empty seats will be taken by new ministers. But that minister had not sinned because of sexuality. And I saw that just like T.D. Jakes, God had really loved this man. But the Lord told me, and this is a direct quote, that his cause of death was because he grasped the horns of the altar incorrectly and God struck him for this. And that was Minister Miles Monroe. To grasp the horns of the altar incorrectly simply means that you will see all the ordinances of God, you will see the laws of God, the rules of God, how God wants things to go, and then you will let go of holding on to God's presence, God's words, God's calling, God's anointing, and you will let go and begin to approach God's things with perversion, with leaven. God struck Miles Monroe because he leavened the gospel. He began to preach a false gospel, blatantly telling lies in the gospel. And that is why the Lord let him go. And a light was shining on his throne. So there was no light on Zachary Tim's throne. Zachary Tim's throne was exactly as if, you know, when something is lit and then someone just comes and goes, click, you can see the shape of the thing there, but it's not lit up. But the, the throne of Miles Monroe had a little light shining on it and it had a hushed, a hushed demeanor about it, the way you would preserve the grave of a loved one that you really, really like. Um, and then I saw the thrones of the people who were fornicating that their thrones were actually alive because they were living and still sitting on them. The thrones of Pastor Zachary Timms and Minister Miles Monroe, they were dead. But the thrones that had living people sitting on them, fornicating, the thrones themselves were alive, but the thrones were actively decaying. So I saw them. They were beautiful, as I described in the first video. They were beautiful and alive, but at the same time, they were decaying and rotten, stinking, spiritually rotten. Um... And that is it. And so God was showing me the state of leadership in the church today. Um, he was showing me the state of how things are for our reproof that we, the church, we, we, those who um, are not these leaders, not these fivefold, that we will look and we will 
draw a lesson from the way these people are bastardizing their call before God. There's no other way to put it because God says that he chastises every son that he loves. But if you will not submit to godly discipline, which means that if you are in fornication, perversion, homosexuality as a minister, or even as a member of the church, and you still think that you can walk in these things, it means that you are not submitting yourself to the truth of God's word, which means that God cannot discipline you because you are like a donkey that wants to walk in your own way. And that means that you are a bastard. Who is a bastard? One to whom we do not know the father. This is the old term for a child whose father, whose father, fatherly origin was not know and known. And this is what the KJV says, that if God cannot discipline you, if he cannot chastise you and correct you as a son, then you are a bastard, one without a father, meaning that God is not your father. And we all know if God is not your father, no matter what you say as an atheist or as a seeker or as a Baha'i or anything else you want to call yourself, it means you are without God as the father. And that only leaves one other choice, Satan. And so a large house carries not only gold and silver vessels, but also wooden and clay ones. Some of these vessels are kept for special use, but others are for common use. If anyone cleanses himself from what is unfit, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, fit for the master's use, use and prepared for every good work. Flee from youthful passions, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with all those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. 2 Timothy 2, verses 20 to 22. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Galatians 5 and 24. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed, for this amounts to idolatry. Colossians 3 and 5. Thank you for being with me. This is the state of the church. This is the state of God's house. It needs to be said. Remember that I said that because of covering over the dirt in our midst and constantly making excuse for wickedness by talking about, oh, but let's pray for them to be restored. Oh, but let's cover them in prayer. I personally am sitting here and I'm telling you that I'm not covering anyone with nothing. Whoever the Lord has condemned, I'm not going above his head to tell him, Lord, let's give it one more shot. And that includes America. That includes the United States of America, whom God condemns, whom God has said enough, no more. I, for one, will not be found trying to dart around him like someone trying to cut someone off on the highway and say, oh, but I know better than God. I know better than God. Let me go ahead and cut him off. Hear what he said. Their hearts are like the back of a turtle. I cannot reach them, so I will remove them from my sight. Who born of a woman, and that includes the Nephilim, who are stronger than men, they also were born of women. Who born of a woman can stand up and say, oh, I know how to reach them, God. Just because you said that you can't reach them, you don't know the plans I have for them. I have plans to show them goodness and a purpose. When God says, I can't reach someone, this one is no more fit for use. So I will get rid of it. 
One of the words the Lord said this morning, and these are just prophecies that keep coming and coming and coming. I'm not going to write them on the blog. One of the things he said this morning is tell them that my wind is coming. Tell them that my wind is coming and I'm going to blow all the empty vessels away. Just a moment, please. The Lord said that his wind is coming and he's going to blow away all the empty vessels. Who are the empty vessels? People who are not rooted and grounded in God's truth. People who are not washed in the blood of the lamb. People who are naked but covered with an apparent robe of authority. Anyone who names the name of God and yet is false, you are the empty vessel. There's nothing in you. And God continues to say in these prayer calls, I have no need of so many people clogging the atmosphere. And I was reading in Jeremiah 4 this morning. This is where he woke me up very early and took me to. And one of the things that it says at the end of Jeremiah 4, Jeremiah is lamenting because Jeremiah is standing at a particular point in time and looking ahead and saying, the earth is desolate. The earth is desolate. Um, the earth is without a man. And he's speaking of a time when trials, tribulations, difficulties, and just the killing machine of the beast system that is coming is going to take away so many souls. In one of these prayer calls, it's already up. God said that the time is coming when the church will lose its life, not even because those members of the church that lose their life have sinned or done anything. He simply said, it is the time of wickedness, my children. It is a time of gross unfairness. It is the time of the beast. In those times, people will lie on true Christians. They will report them for Bible reading and trying to worship wherever. They will be hunted down by this beast system. People will lose their life, not even because they deserve it, because they are sinning, but just because it is the evil of the time. Satan's 15 minutes of fame. He also said, tell them that the sinners will be cleansed from the land. Now, these are the people who will not stop their immorality, who will not stop their wickedness. One of the things the Lord spoke of is the immodesty of dressing in the earth. This urge to show every single part of your naked body so people can call you a queen and a diva and a goddess. Queens and divas and goddesses need to be warned that God is not interested in all that funk. He will judge People who walk immodest in immodesty, people who live in immorality very harshly. God has been warning about these things since 2019, and these prophecies are very old, that there will be very harsh penalties for same-sex lifestyles, for trans lifestyles, for all the different lifestyles, either direct punishment coming from the hand of God himself, or he will allow circumstances to punish people so much that as he said in the prophecy, Adam, my Adam, he said to men who are in same-sex relationships, when you are dying, your family will stand there and watch you die. And they will feel, you will feel the pain that you are dying and they will feel the pain that they stood there. They did not correct you. They did not attempt to fight for your soul, but they were just telling you, we love you, Connor. We support you in whatever decision you, you want to do. So these are the words of the Lord. The church is in a terrible state. And I think the worst part of the church's terrible state is that she is like the world and she continues to insist that reckless love would never let her get into a terrible state. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. God bless you, and until I see you again, goodbye.